been talking to a lot of people from the UK. I've talked about this from looking at my analytics on my podcast. Okay. The United States, of course, is number one, Canada, number two, because when I was on the radio, we were syndicated in Ontario. And my number three country is the United Kingdom. And I am a humongous, well, the, I know Shelly, I'm going to bring Shelly on right now. Shelly, how are you? Now, I'm good. Happy to be here. Thanks for inviting us. The, now, I, I, you got to remember, my audience is American. But when I say, because I went to the United Kingdom because I am a big football fan. But us as Americans here, they know it as soccer. But I went over to the United Kingdom with my wife. Well, I'm divorced now, but uh, we spent a lot of time. We actually went to Cardiff, and I think you're from Wales, correct? I am, yeah. Cardiff being the capital of Wales. And I am probably, well, it would take me about 25, 30 minutes to drive to Cardiff from where I am. Yeah. Now, before we get into and promote your stuff, I got to ask this question. When I was in England, why why do the Brits, it seems like they look down on the Welsh, or am I off basis by saying that? I think there is a common, a common rivalry, you know, uh, right now, I picked the worst time to, to do this with you because Scotland are playing France in rugby, the Six Nations Cup that, we, that we're doing at the moment, and because Wales is at the top of the leaderboard at the moment. If France wins um, by four tries, if they get four tries and win by a clear 20 points, then they actually take the Six Nations Championship. But because now, that's not it, the that's not the one where you win that small little cup, right? The Six Nations. No, it's it's rugby. Um, so obviously that's closer to your American football than what our soccer is. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the moment. Wales and Scotland and even England are probably rooting for, for for Scotland to win at the moment so that we beat France. So I, it's a regional thing. And I guess you guys kind of have it with, with different states and, you know, Americans versus Canadians and all that sort of stuff as well. It's the same with English and, and the Welsh and, and the Scottish and the Irish. We're all the butt of each other's jokes. Mm. See, it's funny, though, like right now, you would think because I am in Florida. Uh, Central Florida area, and you know you bring up the Canadians, but right now the the team that's holding the Stanley Cup trophy is the Tampa Bay Lightning. Who would ever thought in a million years that a team from Florida would would be champions of a hockey uh, league? Mm. Well, Cardiff has got a good hockey team as well. Yeah. Now, Shelly. Uh, I, 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 I've been looking forward to this interview. Uh, tell people a little bit about yourself. Tell people about your website, your podcast. I, uh, I understand that you are actually married to an American, correct? I am. Yeah. So I too love the Americans. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, my, my wife is originally from Baltimore County uh, in Maryland. Mm-hmm. And I've got to say Maryland other than Maryland, which is how I used to say it. I was quickly ripped <laughs> yeah. into shape uh, and, and learned to say it correctly. So, yeah, she's from Maryland. And uh, actually, it, this is a, a good start, really, to tell you about our podcast because Bella is my wife. And we originally met after she came to the UK on a holiday. And we, we met and, and we kept form- in touch. And Sorry. I don't mean to inter- and I don't mean to interrupt. I actually interviewed another person from the UK yesterday, and I I got to remind my audience when when Shelley says holiday, that's vacation, correct? Correct, correct, absolutely. Right. Yeah, yeah. So she came here on vacation, and we met through a friend, and just stayed in touch as friends, you know, uh, via Skype, texting, etc. And over a period of time built up a friendship we were both going through some personal troubles at the time um her in her personal life and and me and mine here in the uk so we kind of lent on each other a bit and something really sorry go on no no so so like what was the decision where like you could have came to the united states 
but she came. Is she a, a, a citizen now of the United Kingdom? She's not a citizen. She has permanent leave to remain, they call it, which is a permanent settled status. Uh, she's still an American citizen, which means that she still has to pay taxes in the U.S. as mm. well as here. Um, but, uh, but yeah, she's, she's retained her U.S. citizenship. Now, back to your podcast and stuff. Tell people about it, because I find the stuff that you guys talk about absolutely fascinating. Well, I'll, I'll continue with what I was saying, because that kind of leads into it, because it's the precursor to why we started the podcast. So what happened was, as we were chatting online to each other and, and remaining in touch, I then started to have while we were talking, and I'm not psychic, never been psychic or anything like that, but I had this voice this female voice in front of me as i was talking to bella on the phone saying call her angel um her name's obviously not angel it's bella didn't know what that meant thought there's no way i want to tell her about this because she's just going to think i'm a nut job um so i kept it quiet and eventually again talking to her on the phone this voice would come uh, and eventually it came right into my face as if it was someone screaming in front of my face and shouted at me, call her angel really aggressively. So I said to her, look, you know, I'm really sorry. I don't want you to think I'm crazy, but this is what's happening every time I talk to you. Does it mean anything to you? She said nothing at all. Um, her father lived with her at the time because he had some health concerns. And uh, she, after she got off the phone to me, went and spoke to her father, who told her, am I allowed to swear, Tuttle? Yeah, 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 yeah. You can tour, yeah. yes. Well, he told her to fuck off. And yeah. um, the, it wasn't anything that, you know, he, that was out of character for him, you know, for him to speak to her in that way. So it shocked and upset her, and she, she went away into another room, and eventually he called her back. And he said, look, you know, I'm really sorry, but where did you get this angel thing from? And she said, well, I'm chatting to this guy in the UK, and, and he mentioned, and he, she told him the story. And he got quite upset and told her some, a story of something that happened that she knew nothing about. And that was that when Bella was born, she was very premature. Uh, and so her mother um, was in quite a state as well. And her mother remained in the hospital in Baltimore. And Bella was removed or was going to be taken to another hospital that could deal with such premature babies. But when they were about to take Bella in the ambulance, um, her father was going to go with her. Her mother and father had a brief discussion to say, look, we haven't named this child yet. You know, she's in a very precarious state at the moment. We don't know whether she's going to survive or not. She needs to have a name. So they very quickly decided on the name Bella. And her father then left the room where her mother was obviously still in the, in the bed. Mm -hmm. And as he left the room and was going up the corridor um, towards the waiting ambulance to take him and, and Bella to the other hospital, Bella's mother shouted out, don't call her Bella, call her Angel. Um, her father just carried on walking towards the, the ambulance, obviously got in there. They went to the other hospital and, and everything was fine. And he named her Bella and certainly checked her into the, other hotel, into the hotel, the other hospital as Bella. He always professed, to, apparently, to Bella's mum that he never heard that. He never heard her say, call her Angel. Um, we don't know why, uh, he's no longer with us, sadly, and neither is Bella's mother. And that is the reason why she's here and not still in America. Cause I do have family here. Mm -hmm. And, um, it turned out that her father had never told anyone that actually he did hear what was going on. So, you know, I kind of blew the lid out really on this, on this lie that he'd kept. He'd never told Bella about it. And obviously he'd never confessed to her mother that, uh, that he heard. Uh, say call her angel so whether it was he he was brought up in a in a quite religious household albeit that he wasn't religious himself mm. and whether he decided not to call her angel because yeah. of the religious connotations i, I or, that that's that's what i want to ask though are you and bella religious people we're not religious no uh i used to be as a youngster, um, I lost a sister quite early on, um, and that kind of put pay to my 
my belief in a lot of the religions because yeah. I kind of thought, well, how can how can got, someone it, so young and so innocent be taken and and have a reason for it? Exactly, because in the Bible, you know, listen, I, I I'm one of the per- people that I believe in a higher power. I don't know what it is. Um, you know, I I, I kind of go by this uh, phrase. Well, I, I know that I'm going to screw up the quote, but Carl Sagan, you you know who Carl Sagan is, Yeah, correct? absolutely. Um, he said, look, you know, like, he said, he was like, I'm a scientist. I can't prove that there isn't a God. And scientists need proof to be able to eliminate things, okay? So, but in his opinion, he does not believe in an almighty type God per se. So, but I do believe that there is something there. I just don't know what. Well, that's that's exactly why we decided to to do the podcast. The podcast is called Weird, Wacky, Wonderful Stories podcast. And the idea was, was that like our experience uh, taught us that actually there may be, well, there, there was no explanation to to me having that. I'm not psychic. I've never been psychic. And, and even if I was, what is psychic? What are you tapping into? Uh, and so we really wanted to hear about what other people's experiences were. And so originally we set up Weird, Wacky, Wonderful Stories podcast purely to find out what other people's experiences were. Can you give me some examples that like, I, you know, I always tell people, you know, give me your Mount Rushmore. And if you don't know what Mount Rushmore is, I, I'm pretty sure you do. You sound do, like yeah. a very intelligent man, <laughs> but it, it's, it's, you know, the four presidents that have been there. Okay. So if you were going to make a Mount Rushmore of the most interesting stories that you guys have talked about, what would your top four be? Well, we've got some really interesting ones, and, and we don't only cover things like the paranormal. We cover things like UFOs. We car- cover synchronicity. Uh, I time think I caught slips. a UFO. I, I I think I caught a UFO on because I've been doing a lot of astrophotography lately. Oh, right. Okay. Um, and just out of nowhere, like you know, this it was a disc shape type light. Okay, but, you know, I was like, oh, well, you know, that's a streaking, you know, because I was using a uh, long exposure. I was like, oh, that's just a streak. Mm -hmm. That's why. But then it had like a a green top on top of it. And and I was like, oh, that's weird. But I had I had snapped like a couple of different pictures. And then on the final picture that I took. It it was it. I guess it had moved so fast that it was it left a streak in the photo that I had taken. Wow, I, I mean these kind of things are being captured by people all the more frequently now with the advent of these really powerful cameras with with some great software on them. You know, to be able to do these really long exposures, like you said. Uh, the, we've got a guy who does a monthly report on our show called Richard Lenny, and he actually uses night vision goggles to view space and to view some of the things coming in and out of our atmosphere. And we've done a show specifically with him, but then out of that, he now does a monthly slot on our show as well. Some of the things that he's capturing and some of the evidence that he's got is absolutely phenomenal. And once the lockdown happens, which I'm sure you've got there as well, mm-hmm. um, we are, Bella and I are both going to go to see him and, and actually witness firsthand some of the things that he's seeing. Because he said you just need the night vision and you will see them, well, you know. Well, a lot, a lot of problems, you know, here in the United States, you know, since I've been doing the astrophotography stuff. They say like 80% of Americans have never seen the true night sky. Like they have never seen the Milky Way galaxy. Mm -hmm. And there's only one place here in the state of Florida. And right now is not a great time to see the Milky Way galaxy because it's kind of behind the sun right now. But it's going to start coming into view more and more. But there is a dark, uh, a dark sky park here in South Florida 
that I want to go to. Do do you guys have to deal with a lot of light pollution in your area? Yeah, there is a lot of light pollution. I mean, luckily, because of Wales being, well, you probably know yourself having been here, we're all mountains and valleys. So we can escape some of the light pollution by going up onto the, the mountains. But yeah, definitely, I think in a lot of these urbanized areas, that's exactly what we're dealing with. But again, there are some really cool bits of equipment that you can buy these days for not that much when you consider how much things like the Hubble Space Telescope were and you know mm-hmm. things that were going to take pictures of deep space. You can actually get equipment now, robotic cameras that, that they're about £3,000 here that you can buy and you've got an app on your phone and you literally say, you know, I want to look at the, the Milky Way and it will, it will scope and find it for you and then it oh, will yeah. produce this picture over time that is just amazing mm-hmm. by stitching all of these images together. Yeah, I uh, have an app as well, too, where you can find the uh, uh, International Space Station when mm-hmm. it comes by as well. Um, now, let, let me ask you, why does governments all across the world deny the existence of extraterrestrial beings? I think that is a that's a massive question, and I think that really, uh, it's called disclosure. But it's statistically it's impossible for us to think that we are all by ourselves. Absolutely, and and in fact, there's been recent studies done that have said that something like eighty percent of people believe that there is life on other planets, and something like. 70% 70% of those people believe that we've actually had some kind of visitation at some point. Now, maybe it's ancient aliens type thing or, or something that, you know, arrived last week. So people do believe that, that, there's, that there's something here. But I think that, you know, society at the moment, whether they're ready or not to actually hear that, yes, uh, there is some kind of agreement. There's a lot of people that would say that there's, there's an agreement between allied governments, if you like, that they have. Are they using with... the technology, though? Are, like, that... are they using the technology that they're finding? That's one all? of the theories. One of the theories is that things like the stealth bomber, for instance, is, is based upon alien tech. Whether it is or not, I don't know. And Bella and I are not experts in any way. We just speak to people who claim to be. And in certain circumstances, they are. We spoke to a a guy, Dr. Michael Masters. He has a book called... uh, That's a badass name, though. That's a badass name. Dr. Michael Masters. Yeah, Dr. Michael P. Masters. He's got a book called Identifying Flying Uh Objects, a Multidisciplinary Scientific Approach to the UFO Phenomena. When I hear P... (laughs) <laughs> when I see the P actually even adds even more to the badass name because it's like Michael Pussy Masters, like, like, oh. you know, like, no, I'm I'm sorry. I don't I mean, I'm not trying to shock jock you or anything here, but like Michael Masters is just a badass, especially when you put doctor in front of it. Like, yeah. I yeah, I know. So. So he's um, he's a professor of biological uh, anthropology. And what he's done is fascinating because he's actually looked at really early man, sort of, you know, the, the first instances of an upright human, if you like. And he's taken the longer the, skulls. Yeah, he's taken he's taken the the face of early, early, early man and the shape of their face and their head. And he has mapped it up to today, to what to what we are today. And actually, if you follow that trajectory, if you follow those changes and continue them, then it turns into what we see as the typical alien gray. Our face is making a change towards that shape naturally. So what he's, his theory is, and he's, as I say, he's, he's a professor, he's written a book on this, which, can, is, can, which can, is a big thing to do for someone who is a, you know, in the academic field to stand amongst I guess? his peers. Can I, can I can I can I guess what please, his theory please. because I I don't know because I've always had this like theory that we planet Earth is nothing but like 
an aliens middle school like science project like <laughs> no i i'm being dead no serious. no no like, no no i i listen like, you you carry on um, my laugh is 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 you'll you'll see why my laugh in a minute carry on okay well no i'm just saying i i really do think that our ancestors how this whole earth got started is that we were it was kind of like planting an alien seed and letting it grow and see what happened okay yeah so i'll tell you now why i laugh because one of his theories is that the aliens that we see are actually future us he calls them not extraterrestrials but extra tempestrials so time uh, so what he believes are there is dimensions, that, not dimensions necessarily, but just they're further along the time curve than us. So what he's saying is, is that let's say, for instance, he, he's a he's a professor of, of biological anthropology. He goes to these sites, to these dig sites, and he looks at these fossils and these skulls and everything, and he determines what may or may not have happened based upon what he finds in the ground. But there's no sort of hard evidence. He can't see it for his own eyes. He's, he's trying to put pieces together. What he believes these aliens are, are future asses that, as you said, we're like alien middle school. Yeah, they're actually coming back in time and they're looking at, they're looking at history. He said that if he had the ability as a historian, as a scientist, to be able to actually travel back to those times and see why that skull is in the ground and see what happened to them, then he mm -hmm. would, and surely they would do the same. So he believes they're on a science field trip, and they're looking at exactly where they came from. Like, this is an, and, and I know that we're probably getting really nerdy about some of the stuff we're talking about, but, you know, uh, they, they claim here in our world, because you, you got to realize that there's a lot of stuff that us as humans, we just we can't wrap our minds about stuff like, you know, when it comes to huge numbers, you know, humans think uh, they they know what infinite is infinity, like big, large numbers. But I, I just don't think that humans can wrap their head around it. Do you? Because a lot of these big ones like Neil deGrasse Tyson, Carl Sagan, they all said that it is impossible that the speed of light is the speed limit of the universe. Yeah. I mean, do, do you think, do you think that that's because us as humans, we think we've got things figured out, but we really probably don't. Here's an interesting thing about the speed of light. It's a constant. So let's say, for instance, that you were traveling fast enough to be able to match the speed, if you like, with a light photon. Okay, so so imagine you're in in a spaceship or something, and you, you've got the window down, and you're looking. We're also out. talking the vacuum of space as well. Yeah, but imagine that you're you're traveling along, and and you have a look out the window, and there's a photon of light, and you're matching the speed because you're traveling at the speed of light. In reality, that that couldn't happen because if you're traveling at the speed of light then that photon passing you would travel at the speed of light again past you. So yes. it is always going to be the speed of light faster than whatever you're traveling. Yeah, because like they say you can reach like 99, like you can get right to it, but you just can't. Because, you know, a lot of people don't realize when you're looking at things every single day, you're looking and you're viewing things at the speed of light. Yeah. Absolutely. Basically. So, yeah. so can, can we talk about a, a, a couple of the other stories and stuff? And, and before we get into that, uh, because I'm a big radio fan, uh, have you ever heard of Art Bell? I have. Yeah, he's a legend. Okay. But yeah, I, 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 I wasn't for sure if Art Bell was known outside of the United States. No, absolutely. He's a legend. And, and, you know, he brought all of this sort of stuff to the fore. So, you know, it was a, a big, big loss to lose, lose Art Bell. But I think that he's Didn't left George Norrie, 
didn't George Norrie or somebody like that take uh, over for him after? I think I'm not absolutely sure. Yeah, no, I believe I believe he did. Yeah, I, the, the, certainly the show is still running, which is coast to coast, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I know there's I, I there's a lady doing it as well now. But yeah, there's uh, yeah, it's still running and it's absolutely amazing. So so let's let's dwell into some of these other stories that you guys have talked about. Okay, so the, first of all, there's some really weird stuff. So before we get into some stories, we're called Weird, Wacky, Wonderful. So let's look at the weird. Mm-hmm. So first of all, there, we look at things like weird facts, weird things that happen in the world that, that really makes you wonder what people were actually thinking. And there's, uh, there's the story in 1386 where there was a pig that was actually hung in France. They actually hung it. They, they, they did a trial. They found it guilty and they hung it in the town square. Wait, what did the pig do? Like, what, what the, was his crime? <laughs> well, the, this isn't a laughing matter, but the, the kid, uh, the, the pig actually killed a child. Um, See, pigs, and, now, was, was, was it a boar? Like, when, you know, when, when, when uh, Americans hear pig, they think domesticated pig. Was it like a boar, like a boar, like you would see out in the woods and stuff like that? I wish I could tell you. I wish I could tell you. It just, it just cites it as a pig, but apparently it it mauled this child in some way and ended up killing the child. And so as a result of that, they did a trial and they hung it. But bizarrely upon that, I mean, if that isn't bizarre enough, they actually dressed it in human clothing (laughs) and then hung it. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't mean to laugh, but I, I but it is they, bizarre, you know, no, it, it is when, when you look at when you look at hanging, it's supposed to be a deterrent. So what did they do? Call in all of the other pigs from the area and say, watch this, because this is what's going to happen to you if you touch one of our kids. I mean, you know, what purpose did it serve? Did but, you ever did you ever hear the story about here in the United States about the um, the elephant? that they tried to hang but they couldn't but they electrocuted him to death and i'll i'll have to i'll have to send you a link of this but this is back in the day where like you know americans just didn't give a fuck and they they like electrocuted this elephant to death because it went on a rampage at a circus and killed some people okay it, it, I I don't know uh, that I just I it was a related story that, that you know when you brought up the pig but they did they really did and they got video of them electrocuting this African elephant to death like in the New York area because it went on a rampage and killed some people. It's just bizarre. I mean, there's there's so many different ways that would have been a lot easier if you know not that they necessarily should have disposed of that animal, but if they were going to. Then there was exactly. You guys have got guns, man. You guys have guns. Oh, we got lots of guns over (laughs) here, man. We got lots of guns. Now, do do you believe in conspiracy theories, though? That's a really good question. I sit really safely on the fence in a lot of cases because. There like are nine eleven. Everybody, you know, that's a very touchy subject. Everybody said nine eleven was an inside job, and I, and 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 that's that's a touchy subject that I just do not like touch on. Very very rarely do I talk about it because, I mean, it's one of the darkest times in American history, and. I don't I don't want to say that it is a conspiracy theory, but I mean, when you read some of the stuff that people say, the conspiracy theory people, I mean, they, I mean, they make some pretty good point. I yeah, I mean, I, like probably every American that was alive at the time, I remember exactly where I was and what I was doing at the time. I remember seeing it live on the news uh, and it. You know, we really felt for you guys over here. You know, we've we've always been allies, you know. Well, yes, but- always been allies like the UK 
and the United States are always going to be allies. I and 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 that's why I've always considered myself an Anglophile. You know, um, I I love the British culture. You know, um, biggest fan of Doctor Who. I don't know if you're a Doctor Who fan at all. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. I that's the reason I went to Cardiff. I went to Cardiff. That was the absolutely only reason I went to Cardiff was because of that's where Doctor Who is basically shot at for the most part. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Torchwood. Have you seen Torchwood? Torchwood yeah, is do, oh, right? yes, yes, yes. Trust me. I went there. I, I, I went. I, what is that, that golden building that has now? Do the you Welsh speak Assembly Welsh? building. Yeah. Do, do you speak Welsh? I say the odd word, but nothing, you know, I'm not a Welsh speaker by any means. Is is that a dying language in your country, though? Like, do, do it, people it, really it not? It kind of is. Um, if you, the further west you go, if you'd have traveled about another hour down the M4 motorway from Cardiff towards Swansea, you would have started to hear the Welsh language being used more often. And certainly when you get further north and west, everyone speaks Welsh. Where I am, I'm bordering Bristol, so I'm bordering on England. Uh, so we kind of we we've lost a lot of it because I guess the more focus was on speaking English because of yeah. our neighbors were were English, you know. But 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 back to conspiracy theories, where where do you stand on them though? So on uh, well on the nine eleven on the nine eleven situation, like you said, again, I'm not I'm not really uh, you know I got too much respect for people who've lost lost people to to make any bold claims but what i would say is that like you said there's been lots of lots of information that's come out afterwards that's made you think well hang on a minute you know did they like know building, about this before building seven building seven <clears throat> like how did that collapse the way that it did and it didn't yeah. even get hit by anything and and the fact that as i said the Apparently, they had information that this was going to happen before. You know, they they were they were told before. So, I think I think there's stuff that we're not being told. But could that there be was a ego? Could that be ego? Because Americans do have egos. Like, oh, nobody would ever do that to us. Yeah, I think that's I think that's something that we've all learned, isn't it? Since nine eleven, is that we take very few risks now. You know, compared to compared to what we did back then, even even flying on planes where I can remember as a kid, I went into the cockpit of a of a plane while it was flying with. Yeah, with, good luck uh, with that. Pilot. Yeah, exactly. You don't get to do it. And what a shame for, for kids. But but, you know, thank goodness. Thank goodness they got those lockable doors. And but, you know, Shelly, but that that's that's why. And if you hear uh, ambulance things, my mom, I'm actually outside of the hospital right now. My mom took a spill today oh, and she she's actually uh, in the emergency room right now. So I just want to apologize if you can hear ambulances going by. But um, um, what what I'm saying is, is, you know, I don't think. Our students, I don't know about the UK, but here in the United States, it's all about math and English or 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 language uh, because of testing and stuff. And and I think that we have lost touch of how important learning history is uh, in 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 school, because, like, for example, we're talking about 9-11 for the most part. Everything that we knew at the time was. When somebody took a hostage of a plane or hijacked a plane, they usually landed it. They made demands. Mm -hmm. And and in, in the case of 9-11, that was not the case. That's why that fourth plane that went down in Pennsylvania was because the people heard, hey, they're flying these planes into Landmark. Yeah. And they fought back. So. Now, everybody, history has taught us that, you know, you kind of have to fight back now. Yeah, yeah. The, the whole conditions have changed, haven't they? They're, as you say, it's not necessarily done for money now. It's, it's done for, for people's beliefs and, and religion, and, and people are prepared to die for that. So, um, yeah, the, the, whole, the whole thing has changed. The now, 
Now, let me ask you. So is there any like paranormal or weird stuff that like everybody like, OK, Loch Ness Monster over there. OK, mm. uh, I mean, that's 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 an easy one. But give me something that is regional to where you live at that maybe my audience here in America would not know about. Well, we've got the big cats. One of the things that we get here is big cats, and they will just appear out of nowhere. Uh, you know, are we and, talking and like house cats, feral cats, or like we're like talking tigers we're talk or lions? Well, panthers is really what they've been described at in a lot of cases. Is black panthers will just suddenly appear in in hillsides or on moors or through forests, and and claim their victims. Um, most of the time, they are just seen and photographed. But certainly around here, around Devon, they're seen quite, quite often. Um, up towards Scotland, they're seen quite often. And the most recent one I heard of was in Kent, where a lady was uh, dealing with some horses. She, she ran a horse ride in school, I believe. And this thing just walked straight out in front of her as if it didn't have a care in the world. It, it, you know, cats, cats are... I'm scared shitless of cats. I'll be honest with you. Cats oh, I am too. We have Florida. We have Florida panthers here, and mm. and and Florida, which are in, endangered. But every once in a while, you will see a Florida panther. And and they're just killing machines. You know, they the way the way they move, how agile they are. You know, their their claws, their teeth, the the muscular stature they they are made to kill these things and i'm sure that if it wasn't for the the big horses nearby that obviously got spooked and and sort of started running around that this this cat may have you know may have approached the the woman and her sister her sister was with her as well at the same time so it was witnessed by two people and obviously the horses as well so those kind of things we see quite often we actually spoke to a guy called craig durham Mm -hmm. who wrote a book. He's from America. Uh, he's, he's up there with you guys. And he wrote a book called The Day I Met Bigfoot. And we had a great chat with him uh, about his book and about his experiences. And this guy actually went on a bike ride with his brother out into the uh, mountains around California. Mm -hmm. And he came across Bigfoot. And, I mean... Bigfoot. Why have we never? Why have we never found a, a a Bigfoot skeleton though? That's really interesting because a lot of people who believe in the UFO side of it believe that maybe Bigfoot and UFOs are actually connected. Some people will tell you that Bigfoot is actually an alien, and the reason why we don't ever find them is because they're they're then taken back up back to their own planet. Some people believe they're dimensional beings that are. Uh, that literally come in and out of our dimension, which is why we see them, and then they just suddenly disappear. Mm -hmm. there, there's a whole, there's a whole range of things, and in fact, Bella and I don't actually look at these stories and, and necessarily make a judgment either way, because mm. you know, we would need evidence to do that. And oh yeah, uh, well, well, so Shelley, I, I'm I'm sorry to interrupt, but but like I had a flat earther on my show because. Mm. And it's one of the most downloaded episodes that I've ever done. Yeah. And 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 I could have debated him all day long, but I took a different angle. Like I asked the questions and I didn't argue with him because the one thing that I can say about flat earthers is that they have an answer for everything you ask them. <laughs> Absolutely. So I, I, I just wanted to find out more information from that and that's the way that i always approach these interviews like i i don't i don't i don't i i i don't treat people like oh man this guy's a real lunatic or anything like that no i i want to hear what people have to say and don't you think that's the amazing thing about podcasts and the fact that we are an independent media solution basically yes that that you now I, I know that you've you've been a producer for for bigger shows and mm -hmm. you know sort of like network shows etc. Uh, you probably at some point were given a directive. You know you have to follow this route. I I did 
some work experience with BBC. It was exactly the same sort of thing whereby BBC you have radio. to follow. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I used to listen to uh, Chris Moyles every oh, yeah? single morning. I loved his show. Uh, I'm a big Greg James fan as well, too. Um, I don't know if you've ever listened to him. I think I've, he does I've, the breakfast breakfast I've, show as well. I've listened to Chris Moyles. I, I haven't I haven't heard of Greg. No, no, Greg. Well, I, I mean, I, I love that whole thing there. But um, but yeah, I, I love the radio over there. But but like BBC, a lot of people here in America don't realize that that BBC is actually it's it's pretty much throughout the whole UK. Correct. It is, and we have to, and and I you stress pay. that we have to pay a TV license. License, yeah. Even if we don't, even if we don't have a television, we have to pay a license just for BBC services because we might want to listen to it on the radio in our car. So, yeah. But but my point was right. is that that there there's a there's a sort of guidelines. There's a, there's a structure that you have to follow, and I think the beautiful thing about podcasts is that you and I get to choose who we speak to and we give people a platform who otherwise may not have had it play pay a tv license see here in the united states i don't think americans realize that 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 the british or uh, the citizens of great britain the united kingdom have to pay to be able to watch regular tv yeah or listen to radio Wait, you actually have to. I did not know that you have to they pay have a the, license. The BBC to listen TV, to radio. The BBC TV license covers TV and radio. So even if you said to them, "I don't own a television, I don't want to watch a television," they will say, "Well, you've got a car, uh, haven't you?" Yes. Well, there's a radio in the car, isn't it? Yes. Well, then you have to pay a TV license. Can I? Can I ask what what does that like run you for a year? It's around a hundred pounds a year, so it's it's not a massive amount of money, but at the same time, you know, it's no drop in the ocean. But 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 I mean, I I don't I don't know how I feel about that. And please, don't don't think that I I'm I'm talking down to, uh, you or the citizens of the United Kingdom. But I believe in absolute freedom of speech. I believe in and 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 the free flowing information and news being out there, and for you to have to pay to be able to get that, I just I, I find something wrong about that. Yeah, well, you and most of the <laughs> most of the British public, because we are always complaining about it, and in fact, uh, there are several members of Parliament now that are trying to push through a bill. Uh, which means that we we wouldn't have to do it anymore. But you know, BBC is is a you know it's it's a massive organisation here, and, and they do not use advertising. So you will never see an advert for toothpaste or anything else on the BBC no. channel. But uh, do they lean? Do they lean one way or the other? Though, like we have conservatives and liberals here in the United States, they're not do supposed they stay, to. Do they stay unbiased? They're supposed to stay totally unbiased. And in fact, they have a complaint system and they even have a TV program that's on every week, which looks at all of the complaints that have been brought, or certainly most of them, because they wouldn't be able to do all of them, but most of the complaints that have been brought up the previous week um, and a response from BBC, because essentially it's a public owned entity, really, because we have to pay a TV license for it. Have you ever talked about the, and, and I asked, any any guests that deal with the type of subject you talk about, have you ever like looked into the Denver airport? No, we haven't. Please, I you know I want to have you on again, but look, just Google you know the behind the scenes stuff about the Denver airport because. I've heard there, I've heard isn't there some underground stuff going on yes, there? Some yeah, hidden... there is in a lot of apocalyptic type murals all over the buildings, a lot of the sculptures that are there. I mean, it, it just seems a little weird. Yeah, we we'll definitely have to look at that. We've we've had we've had some really interesting weird places that have been brought up on the show. 
Um, there's there's one. Have you heard of a chap by the name of Reverend Lionel Fanthorpe? There's a British name for you, Reverend Lionel Fanthorpe. No, I have not. No, I have not. So he, as the name suggests, is a reverend. Uh, he is very unusual for a, a gentleman of the cloth to to be into this kind of stuff. But he looks into the paranormal and the unexplained. And he's been going for years and years, and and it was a real thrill to have him on the show. He was one of the first interviews we ever did. And he told us a story about a retired couple that had been shopping near Norwich, uh, or sorry, near Norwich Cathedral in, in Norwich here, which is on the east coast of the UK. And they had been shopping. They decided before they journeyed back home that they were going to stop and use a public toilet. Now, these particular toilets were... Uh, down some steps and the wife was okay. She didn't need to go. So she stayed in the car, but the husband got out of the car, uh, totally in view of the wife, walked down the steps to these toilets and 15, 20 minutes later, he hadn't reemerged. So his wife's getting a little bit concerned. They're a retired couple. They're, they're older now. She's worried about maybe he might've had a fall or a heart attack or something like that. So she starts to get a little bit concerned and there's a traffic warden. Do you have those there, parking attendants? Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we, we kind of have that, yeah. So these guys will put a ticket on your car, you know, if you're parked anywhere for, for more than a second. Um, you know, so they, they, this traffic warden walked up past the car, and, and the woman rang down the window, and she said, excuse me, my husband has just gone down to the toilets. He went down about 15 or 20 minutes ago. He should be back by now. Can you, can you check if he's okay? So the traffic warden walks down the steps, comes back up a minute or two later and said, I'm sorry, he's not there. I've checked. You know, he, there's, there's. So no you're like, saying no trace, no nothing. No trace like of him he, whatsoever. The, the traffic warden had checked all the cubicles um, and obviously, you know, the, the whole place. And there's only a small public toilet. So he says, he's definitely not there. She said, well, he couldn't have come back up because I've been sat here. He would have walked right into my field of view if he'd have come to the top of the steps, just like you did as you were walking past. And the travel warden said, well, you know, I don't know what to tell you. So she waited there a little bit longer. And all of a sudden, he emerged up from these steps. So he looked really disheveled and, and quite upset and shocked. He got into the car and his wife said, you okay? And he said, just, just give me a minute. Just give me a minute. I, I, and eventually he said, look, you know, I went down, I did my business. I washed my hands. I walked back up the steps afterwards. And all of a sudden the scene had changed and the buildings looked different. And there was cars going down the street that were silent and of a, an, of a design I've never seen before that were, that was futuristic and, you know, did he just, try time travel or alternate well, that's, reality? That's, that's what he believes. He believes he time traveled. Everything was was in a future sort of state. I mean, we'll never know whether it was an alternate reality or not. But he went back down the steps then, apparently, and he sat back on the toilet and he kind of got himself together and eventually walked back up the stairs and was then in the correct time again. And that's when his wife had seen him. But to him no more than five minutes had passed. Yeah, but see, obviously to her, it was more than half an hour. See, people, 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 that's that's back to what I said. We do not, as humans, I don't think our brain can wrap itself around, like, time. You know, uh, you know, everybody says when you get older, time goes by faster. Have you ever heard that before? Okay, hey, like, I'm almost 50. I feel it. No, but 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 there I mean, there are some explanations to that. But, you know, it's like when you're younger, you have less time behind you. The more time you have behind you, you know, that's why it seems like things are going by faster. Mm. Now, Shelly, I'm going to ask you one last question and then I need to wrap things up. Um. Before we, all right, so I'm going to ask you the question, but before you answer the question, tell everybody how they can find out any, anything about your content. But my question is, what is the one thing that you guys on your show, you and your wife have talked about that scares you the most? Wow. Uh, okay, so first of all, where you can get hold of us, uh, our 
podcast is called Weird, Wacky, Wonderful Stories Podcast. We are on all of your favorite podcast apps, and we are also on, uh, we have a website, which is www.weirdwackywonderful.co.uk. In terms of the thing that has frightened me the most, I, I guess some of the poltergeist claims that people have told us are really Is that a ghost? What's the difference yeah, between so a pol- poltergeist or a, go- a ghost? So a poltergeist is actually comes from the German word, which means noisy spirit. So it's just a spirit that will interact with you and, and get a bit, a bit creative and start throwing stuff and... And, but don't you have to be religious to believe in ghosts, though? Well, spirits? I thought so. But <laughs> Bella and I, as I said, aren't necessarily religious. But since we've been talking about stuff, things have been happening around our house. Now, could it be energy? It, in, it, and- it could be. It could be that we're just talking about things more. And, and we are, you know, they, there's a saying in this field that the more you look into it, the more it looks back at you. And, and that's quite sort of concerning. But. We've spoken to people that have had everything from, you know, things flying across the room to to being picked up and thrown themselves to um, having knives thrown at them across the the, the kitchen to um, having their kids um, moved in the night to another bed or, you know, pushed onto the floor, which is caught on camera where, you know, the, the covers will suddenly lift off the child and the child's thrown to the floor. I mean, there's some really, really creepy stuff. I always used to think before we started learning about this that my biggest fear would have been aliens and, and that sort of stuff. But I kind of figured out after a while that you've got a chance at fighting them. You know, they're, they're flesh and blood, for want of a better expression, you know, and, and you've got a chance at least to fight uh, I don't think I don't think we have a chance. See, now, God, see, I, I told you I could sit here and talk to you forever. Okay, <laughs> so I, I do have to go after this question. But if aliens do come to us and make their self known, like they do a big promotional tour, <laughs> are, are, are they going to be friendly? Or are they going to be violent? Well, even if they come along friendly, is that their intention? Or are they just gaining our trust to be violent later? I don't know, is, is the short answer. We, we don't know. Um, you know, uh, Hollywood would, would tell us that we do maybe have a chance. There is something that we could do. Um, and that's what I kind of hold on to. But if you can't see it and you can't touch it, how can you fight it? Yeah, Shelley. I have enjoyed this interview. Tell people once again how they can check out your podcast. Well, again, thank you very much for the opportunity. Uh, We are Weird, Wacky, Wonderful Stories podcast. uh, And you can find us on all your favorite podcast apps and www.weirdwackywonderful.co.uk. Tuttle, please give your your mother our, our best wishes. And I hope she gets better soon.